0: What it is? What is up? What is good, gamers? Showing up seventy one, aka Digadulamite. I'm in that love for you, baby. (laughs) Your auditory canals are tuned into episode two hundred three of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone, along with me got my partners in crime first on deck. We got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the hi Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, man?
1: Hey, not much. Just happy to be here uh, talking to all of you fantastic people, as usual. Thank you so much for joining us and, and hanging out. We really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, and of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Otherwise known as the food max of gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar? What's up? Not much,
2: man. Uh, just enjoying this uh, wonderful Easter Sunday. Have not had a chance to play any games yet, but uh, you know, I will do or two or after we record this show, finally. So. So uh, it was good times I uh, went to uh, my friend Nick's house We had a little UFC party You know, I usually go, f- not for the fights But then go play some arcade games So that's what I was doing, I'll talk about that in a bit
0: Alright, alright, sounds good So with that Since you mentioned that, that brings us to What is always Our first topic on the docket That being the playlist. Hit things off with uh, the high res hater. What you been up to?
1: What have I been up to? Um, so looks like I have been playing uh, our normal our normal game that we've that we've always been playing, and that's Monster Hunter. Um, I love it. Monster Hunter Rise is a great game, um, and I just have been trotting along. Uh, Joe has been leaving me in the dust. Um, he's at Hunter rank uh one hundred and two or probably one hundred and seventy eight now because how much he plays so um but uh yeah I have been uh playing that game, getting further on it. I'm finally to level fifty or hunter rank fifty so I can get the true ending. So I'm probably going to enlist the help of you know Joe and Kev if you guys are around today. Um that way we can run in or some random guys, you know, go in and beat it. Because I want to um I wanna uh finish that game i I, I mean I, I have a couple of things that I'm still searching for as far as uh decorations or whatnot um but my my set is pretty much set and ready to go for my uh for my long sword sorry for my uh sword and shield build that's that's what I play I'm a sh- sword and shield main and I love it to death um so yeah just waiting for um waiting for you know joe to have some time and Kevin to have some time and you know and then you know go and go and beat it or whatever you know and then once it's once it's a beat i don't know what i'm gonna do after that i'm probably going to continue on there's it a, because, there's uh, another
2: monster at uh, hunter rank 100
1: yeah you know? yeah the the val something other val valstrax, Trax, yeah. valstrax yeah so i'm thinking do i want to you know do that I mean, that's supposed to be, like, 100 and plus is Master Rank, um, and that's, like, his gear is supposed to be, like, the super the greatest gear. So um, so I'm thinking about possibly uh, going that far, but then right around the corner is uh, Sunbreak, and I never played Sunbreak on the Switch, so I'll probably, de- well, definitely play more of Sunbreak When it comes out for the PS5. So I know that's going to reinvigorate or really stoke my, my flames because I'm trying to, I think I'm thinking about, you know, getting some new stuff now. Um, I think it's just time to, to get some new stuff. You know, again, I've been enjoying it. It's been super fun, but I think it's time for some new shit. So. Um and speaking of that new shit, uh, it's old shit, and that's uh, I, I I downloaded uh Gen Zero like I spoke on the last episode, so I started playing that because I really enjoyed it when I was playing it on the Xbox. And you say, but Des, you know, it's free on Games Pass or something. It's not free. Well, it's free to me, but um, uh, but I I just don't want to play it on uh the Xbox. I'm sorry, I just don't want to. I just want to play it on that system. When my when the system that I my preferred system is the PS5. So when I saw it on sale, I bought it. Um, however, um, some of the quality of life of that game, I, I don't know if it's me or or if I've changed or what's going on. But the the gameplay is a little bit different, and by that I mean um, the movement, the 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 right and left, up and down, horizontal of the first the uh of the first person is a little too quick for what i'm used to i usually play uh at a much slower uh turning uh speed you know when you whip back and forth and up and down and there's no way to do that um so so i'm a little kind of annoyed by that but it's weird or what's weird is if if that's how it was on the xbox then then I was able to play it on Xbox and it was fine. So so maybe I just haven't played it in a while or, or maybe I just need to get better um, or get used to it, but but I don't know. I don't know. But it was fun going back to it and playing and playing more of Gen Zero. I have um uh, they had the base game and both of the expansion packs for like $11. So I think that's a pretty good value given what you given what you can get for that game. So I said, "Okay, so just getting used to it trying to work on the field of vision as well because um the field of vision can look a little weird you know so again just 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 doing a little thing i think i got it set now so so i'll play more of it and see how it goes uh, but i'm excited to be back in the in the gen zero world so we'll see what happens and the last game that i'm playing is actually a new game and uh, that is Ghost Song. Uh, it's another game that I mentioned. Um, it is a pretty much a straight-up Metroidvania. Um, and by Metroidvania, it, it is a Metroidvania in the in the strictest sense of the word. Um, it is just like Metroid. Um, you run around in something called a dead suit, which is a suit that was inoperable for a long time, and then it wakes up. On, you're, on, you're on this strange planet and you're running around trying to find out what happened and fight um, other mechanical monstrosities, you know, uh, that are like sort of flesh. And um, well, they're all the ones that I've seen so far are all kind of mechanical. But but the layout is the same as any other Metroid game um, plays like a Metroid game. The quarters look like a Metroid game uh the difference is there is a uh, RPG element to it meaning you can build your suit out in various different ways as you upgrade like you can you can upgrade your gun independent of your health independent of your overall uh resilience but you can every time you get a level though you can so you get points to spend on your levels and then it increases ever so slightly every time you you, you get these gel things. I don't know what they're called. The, the XP is called like gel something or another, gel cores, I think. And when you get to a certain spot, you can repair your suit or you can level up your suit. And then that's where you 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 change and you try to change up what your um what what you're gonna level up basically your stats. And then from there you can can build out your character however you want, which is kind of cool. Um, so basically, you have like the, the 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 samus suit, but you can actually build it for whatever you want. And then there's this other uh, one of the, um, I guess the 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 what would be called the the game gimmick quote unquote is that the your hook. gun will, your gun will overheat, but that doesn't mean that that you can't you can't fire it. You'll still fire it, but it just won't do as much damage. So in order to compensate that, you have a melee attack. So your gun, when you start when your gun starts flashing, your, your 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 blaster arm, you actually have a blaster arm like like you have a Metroid. When your blaster or, or Mega Man, when your blaster arm gets hot, your melee attacks do more damage. So you can actually run in. So this is it's this fine like thing that you do between uh, melee attacks and blaster attacks. So you use your blaster attack to charge up your melee attack, and then you use your melee attacks, will dissipate the heat that your gun your your gun gets. So it's just kind of back and forth. But you can change that up if you don't like that mechanic, which I think is really cool. You can um, opt to uh, invest as you level up in your gun. That way you can just straight up just shoot people left and right, and the damage fall off isn't as isn't as uh i don't want to say it's it's harsh because it's not harsh to begin with but it's um your heat builds up slower um and you have more more length to build up heat so you can use your gun more often before it it loses its power um so it's kind of cool um but i'm in the early stages of the game um at this point it's not too hard it's it's pretty much basic stuff at this at this point but the game looks gorgeous um it's an indie game. It's on sale right now on PS. Well, it should be still on sale on PS5 for like 14, between like seventeen, fourteen and $17. I can't remember how much I spent on it, but I know it has a uh, like,
2: 1599.
1: Yeah, 50, so well, that's between. 20% off, yeah. Yeah. So that's between. So I was right. Um, but it's definitely worth your time. If you like Metroidvanias, I think that most people who, who, who play Metroidvanias will like this game because it actually looks good. The running animations are kind of weird. Um only because uh the suit looks like it's gonna fall forward, but it doesn't, and there's directional so so you can you can use the you hold the um l the l trigger and you can have directional inputs so like you can you can fire hold it down you can fire diagonal or up or diagonal up to the left and the right and down, so there's diagonal shooting and then there's but then there's like um freeform shooting if you don't want to have precise aim so it feels like a pretty good game um again you, you seem to be able to change the type of of suit that you have as well uh by that i mean you get different um classes there seems to be like classes and there's levels and there's gun power and there's luck and you can upgrade your blaster. Um, so and it looks like this. It has a lot of you know. You can get modules that that change up. You know what your what your what you have suit modules. So it's basically like an an upgraded Metroid. And I'm here for it. You know. So at this point, it's pretty good. I don't know uh how long i'm gonna play it for um i think i think john bt might like this because he was really into um what's that one
2: axiom verge
1: yeah exactly read my mind it's just like if you you know axiom verge you know it's kind of like that without all the weird meta stuff but but it looks good i think the color palette is fun i'm interested to see what what happens with the game so but uh,
2: there's a physical for it too, but it's not out. It's scheduled to be out in late July. But it's going to retail for 30 bucks. So you got to pay that uh, extra physical fee, fee uh, instead of buying it on the download. So
1: Yeah. I mean, I might pick it up actually. I mean, I think it's coming out for the Switch as well, so I might pick it up for the Switch. So yeah. you know just to have it in the Switch catalog if it becomes super, you know, Rares, which I don't think it's going to happen, but no,
2: it's not a limited run game yeah. either. It's being published directly by Humble, so yeah,
1: so but yeah, if you're looking for a new game, you know, to play, I, I'm definitely thinking that that this game would be good, so definitely check it out. But uh, that's it for me. Uh, JoJo, what are you been playing, buddy?
2: Oh, Monster Hunter Rise still is the game for me. It just seems like you know, I deviated in the last episode talking about stuff on the 3ds and other things and no i have not played anything besides monster Hunter rise it just seems like it's uh in game is fun for me I'm kind of checking through and going through like event quests i haven't done yet i still haven't done the akuma quest i think we tried one time with that rejang but that rejang was uh, super powerful and i was super squishy at the time so oh you're um, trying to
1: get the akuma armor
2: I would love to play that mission just to you know, kind of knock it out and get it, just in case I want to use it if need be. So, on here, I'm um, hunter rank 109 right now. So,
1: it's slacking? Uh,
2: no, no, I'm, oh, I'm making progress. I know, I know you you joke, you you jokester. But a joke. uh, uh, I want to go ahead because I was looking at the uh, breakdown of the hundred plus hunter rank uh, armor set on here and it does require me to farm the valstrax a little bit it has a particular um, skill called dragon heart i guess that uh, will go ahead and eliminate dragon blight um, or we'll go ahead and uh, see da, 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 da. um yeah that uh, that there's uh i guess uh Dragon Blight, given by Dragonheart, does not affect any dragon uh, element weapons, and you can pair it up with other skills that kind of give yourself that extra boost, if need be. So, on there. So, it's kind of looking... That's my end game right now until when um, Sunbreak comes out. Sunbreak is literally going to be out in three weeks anyway. So, looking at the calendar, I mean, pretty much it's... Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, two weeks as of this upcoming Friday, so... On there, so they will give me enough time. I wish there was a little break between, but I think I just don't want to contain the momentum. I think we talked when we first bought Rise that we want to kind of keep playing Rise and we'll have a like a little break or fall off where we have to reorient ourselves with the mechanics if need be. And so (laughs) I'm definitely um, playing a lot more efficient than I was like even a month ago on there you know i got my usual loadout i got my you know potions uh you know so on and so forth you know even the uh, flash bombs and that kind of thing uh like i said in previous episodes i've kind of given up on elemental weapons at all so i pretty much am just rolling with a uh, particular set that has high damage output on there so glad to hear that i'm starting to look at um got some um plans and was in the mix to do uh, get back the lance too so so i have a really? one lance set that i am building towards and pretty much i got all the armor for it i just need to uh you know do a couple of fight the goss harangue to go get a couple of parts for uh, certain decorations basically for that set so so that's where I'm kind of at with that. So now I'm not going to kind of mess with it until I actually get all the parts together for it so I could at least uh, have a lance option just in case I want to deviate from the great sword if need be. So on there, but still enjoying it quite a bit. And it's just kind of like my, you know, when you two are, you know, have a life and they're busy, you know, I just get on by myself and I'll just play with randos or I'll just do some random missions at times and... I'm good. I'm in a good spot with the game. I have not. I'm not money poor. I got all the money I need. I did have to level up some of the armor I picked up for the lance set, and I pretty much went from like 300,000 any down to like I think thirty thousand. So, that's where the money gets you in that damn game. It's uh, the the oh, yeah. armor spheres and and leveling up the armor because there's yep. uh, definitely monetary cost with all that. So.
1: There really is. You just got to make sure that you're putting your money where you're, you got to be holding that money.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, in the end, it's like, you don't want to be building every armor set known to man. You just want to go for your particular, um, armor that gives you the skills for your particular weapon. That is the best for you. If you really want to <laughs> get a uh, armor set for the look of it, that's what the layered armor is for. You know, I, I actually was telling Des before we started recording tonight that, uh, I started digging checking out some "quote unquote" hashtag fashion hunter videos on YouTube and see what and, I wear. And check out, yeah, because there's like uh, certain schematics, and you could go in and basically mix and match between different sets to come up with a "quote unquote" look.
1: Yeah, there's <laughs> a tra- there's a transmog you can do for for each of the weapons, each of the, so you can basically wear different different. um uh so you can be wearing like a T-Rex armor, but but you can change it up to look like you know whatever armor you want. So yeah. that's what I think is really kind of cool. So if you don't like the way it looks, you can just change it up.
2: Yeah, and even with the they have some recommended settings in some of the videos for even the the color scheme and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. so and the fashion hunter videos I saw were like showing oh this is this uh, you know you know look. Look your greatest when you do da 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 it's like you know sitting here and like you know they're actually like demonstrating the armor set by you know doing the random emote poses there in the game, so I gotta give it up to some of these content creators that are pretty much out there cranking this stuff out, you know, so kind of inventive kind of thing, and there's even some like okay, I'll look. That that one set that looked basically like you just like were like Tony Stark in the Monster Hunter Universe or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I kind of gave it up for that. So, uh, only th- other thing I played this past week was lots of arcade games at Nick's. So yeah, pretty much went to Nick's like I was talking to at the beginning of the show yesterday. i um, beginning of the show uh, went over last night and uh, was playing quite a bit. I uh, Was playing a little bit this that and the other thing we kind of have a a running like kind of bet between me and this other guy named Dooley uh, as far as the high score on Nick's Pac-Man machine so I through playing multiple times I was able to get a high score uh, that was standing right around like 160,000 on here and uh, Dooley did play it a few times yesterday and he got the one seventy five, I think, so.
1: so Duly, so Duly, so turns you out?
2: He did turn me out, yeah, and I pretty much mm. I tried like I think twice after he beat my score, and uh, I got close, but uh, no cigar. Aww, it, so I'm sorry, Joe. And is miss Pac-Man Nick's Ms. Pac-Man machine um basically, runs at a higher speed so he has a particular setting on it so miss pac-man runs super fast so so
1: So is that the problem
2: no that's actually no it's good i enjoy playing it like that because i think it makes the game less of a slog basically so (laughs) also played a few things and nick uh, had a neo geo arcade machine in my garage for storing because unfortunately one of our uh close friends passed away a couple of months ago. And so he did have a Neo Geo machine. And it's like an AES machine with the four slot on there. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, you know, Nick pretty much brought the machine, um, to my house cause he needed the extra room. He did sell one of his cabs and now, uh, has made room in his collection of arcade machines for the Neo Geo. And so he had that set up over there and he has a, uh, you know, cause the, Prices for AES cartridges are maybe not as expensive. Uh, uh, A- MBS cartridges, excuse me. MBS is the uh, arcade cartridges. AES are the home cart- Neo Geo cartridges. So, so MBS cartridges are less expensive, but still, if you want to collect for either of those two, especially AES, you're paying like sometimes hundreds of dollars uh, for certain games, and so... You know, he doesn't have, like, an EverDrive equivalent to MVS cart, but he does have a, uh, like, you know, AliExpress, like, uh, 161 games on one cart on there, and pretty much, uh, you know, he has the full array of Neo Geo titles to play, so... So I did let him know, uh, Des, when you played the arcade machine at my house about the uh, that the joystick might need a little tweaking. So I did let him know about that. But uh, played Dom a, a nice 18-hole match of Neo Geo Turf Masters, which is like an excellent golf game. One of the best golf games ever made. It just, it just oozes uh, Neo Geo goodness on there. Uh, That's done by the same developers of Metal Slug. On there, but also played because uh, Nick has an actual MV uh, CVS two board of Street Fighter Alpha two, and so I played some Alpha two as well. And um, I might you know fire up some Alpha two on my console, you know, it's just like it's just so fun to play. I was playing a Sodom of all characters, so wow, and sitting there trying to figure out. Okay, I know he does have a three sixty grapple move, and forgetting the grapple move and trying to. Tweak around with that, so I wasn't trying just to be a usual Shoto scrub and just sitting there playing Ken and Ryu or whatever. So that's good on there, but uh... I'm
1: sure Kevin's probably proud of you. <laughs> I
2: don't know. I'm, we'll have to see. We'll have to I see. Don't know.
1: You know. But I
2: was I watching know. other people play some stuff on the Neo Geo, so it's kind of cool because uh, they were playing like Bomberman, Neo Bomberman, um, Cross Swords. I saw a Garou was being played uh some uh, king of fighters 95 96 on there so i mean there's a plethora of good goodness out of that arcade uh for sure on there um even played he has a fpga uh like arcade machine that's running off an fpga so it's like basically emulating not emulating it's like it's the point that it plays like if it was actual off the actual machine and so uh, getting a chance to play games i've never played before and never heard of like um, disco number one which was like a kicks knockoff (laughs) so you basically play some some guy like rolling around the disco um, dance floor and basically are making boxes and trying to win the hearts of the girls dancing on there so it's like it plays like kicks but it's kind of crazy it has some pac-man elements to it too as well and so it took me a minute to kind of figure out how to play but i actually enjoy playing that too so you know so that cabinet has other things like i played some frogger last night i played some dig dug a bit so you know it's always good to reconnect with those classics so so that's pretty much what i've been up to this last uh last week uh, kev what you've been doing what you've been playing
0: so my list is really short um this just, just Monster Hunter Rise, and I only think the only time I played it was maybe maybe once or twice during the week, and of course uh, one of those times consisted of our Thursday game night. Um, everything else has just been working on my little my little side hustles going on. Um, and I really the I did, however, the only new thing that I did do was I booted up uh, Resident Evil 4. And when I say I booted up, that's, I <laughs> I got the wild idea late last night, maybe around, well actually early this morning because it was like around 2, 2.15. I said, you know, I have a little bit of energy left. Why don't I, let me, let me just uh, uh, boot up Resident Evil 4. I did that and I put in the settings, you know, or how it has you adjust for uh, your whether you want to uh, focus on frames or focus on uh, resolution. Then they had they have a little thing where you can do the HDR adjustment and I booted it up and I watched the opening sequence and. I zonked out <laughs> and I woke up in a room. I don't know how I got there. <laughs> so it's like It happens. So, yeah, so it's like, yeah, let me let me put this, let me put this down. So but yeah. Just a little uh monster hunter, that's really the only thing that I've done. Um have nothing else to, to share yeah. other than that. So, well, that's fine, you know. All right, so uh, that, with our playlist done, we're going to move on to our next topic on our docket, that being our main event. Sorry, Diz, you got the mic, bro
1: all righty so for our main event um our question was what is the most challenging thing about gaming finding time to play managing your giant backlog backlog of games let us know your most challenging things about this hobby and we'll discuss it on our next episode. So uh, unfortunately we didn't have um, any, any um, listener feedback and that's fine. You know, sometimes our questions resonate, sometimes they don't, Um, but you can always uh, take the time uh, to answer this on our discord or send us a text. And then uh, that's why we have the vessel line, because if anyone, you know, misses a question or, you know, didn't have the time to do it, uh, then they can answer it. And then we'll, we'll, we'll put it in our vessel line. So please feel free um, if you want to answer it uh, or, or contribute, feel, please, please feel free to do that either on a discord or send us a tweet. Uh, but for me, the most challenging thing about gaming is definitely uh, finding time to play. And you think that'd be, it would be hard because I'm not really uh, working right now and I'm getting ready, um, you know, to, to get a job. Uh, but with school, you know, ending, I, I have a little bit more free time, but I'm always doing other projects. Um, and so actually carving out a piece of time to sit down and do it um, sometimes can elude me. another another big thing uh, is just sometimes, um, I don't know if you all have it or not, but sometimes I just get fatigued by playing games. Yes, there is, you know, a, a fatigue of gaming, you know, because for me, sometimes it takes a little bit more mental concentration to, to be like, to use my, my, my fingers and my, and my brain and trying to do stuff. And, and I could find myself getting really tired, um, uh, playing, playing these games sometimes. Um, especially like we, we were playing Monster Hunter, um, a couple of days ago and it was our last, it was the last boss that we were, we were fighting. I can't remember who it was, but I just found myself like, like when you're in the zone on a game, you know, you're dog, you're bobbing and weaving, you're dodging, you know, you're, you're, you're making those impossible hits or those, or those, those like you're in the, you're in the zone, you know, you found your vibe and you're vibing the game, you know? And then it got to a point where I really felt like, um, I had lost the vibe like and and I just just like, huh, you know, and and I was just like, I just can't really get I just wasn't finding the vibe. And so I was like, OK, well, yeah, maybe it's time for me to put the controller down and just uh, go do some, some something else. So so that's definitely something that that I um, uh, definitely find challenging. Uh, and the last thing is just being in the mood to play a game um sometimes i'm just not in the mood to play a game um and so that's why i can't under like i guess i can understand where people who who do this for a living like game reviewers or, or or folks who actually you know write about games and stuff like that you know although maybe they don't do this for a living because they don't play games i don't know but <laughs> um but um but actually playing games uh for about six hours you know can can really take a toll you know, on folks. Um. So, so th- that's those are my things. You know, and that, that I find challenging about it. I don't. I don't think my backlog is very challenging because, because I'll play them or I won't play them. You know, I. It, you know, it's a hobby. It's the same thing with like for me. It's the same thing like with uh with comic books. Like I buy comic books and and I try to read. I try to read all of them, but but unfortunately, I can't. You know, so or or I just don't find the time to do it. And so they sit on the shelf. Um, so I buy less comic books now and I buy less video games now because I know that my time is finite. So so that's why, you know, like I got to be in the mood to play a game. And then if I buy a game, you know, it's got to be a game that I want to play, you know. So that's kind of where I am when this whole thing is so so i'm gonna kick it over to to kev because i know kev you play video games quite a bit um so so what are some of the challenging things uh about gaming for you
0: well the number one thing is time yeah it, absolutely it is time um particularly once, since i've taken on uh, trying to build uh do a little some some side hustling for uh, just, you know, just trying to just see what's out there as far as additional streams of income. So that has taken like the lion's share of my gaming time. And when I say lion's share, I mean, it's like they just like dang there ain't, ain't nothing left. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, it's the point where it's like backlog isn't I'm not even backlog isn't even a factor. It's i am doing uh, i'm doing other things and uh doing research and um applying different things that i'm learning into into the projects that i'm working on so it's it's the the it, it all boils down to time and that is my number one uh my number one issue i don't think there's ever been a time in my life where I have been fatigued of gaming. Uh, gaming fatigue is not an issue for me, mm-hmm. but because um, I I always want to play, um, it, it, it's just that I'm just doing other things now that have uh, a little bit higher priority than my 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 desire, which is still as strong as it ever has been to just sit down and play some and play some games but um I just feel that I I need to spend the majority of that time just doing some other things and that's when I'm I'm, I'm in that that season of my life right now it does not mean that gaming is not important to me it doesn't mean that I my my love of gaming has dwindled any if anything it's even get it's even grown with um the advent of this latest generation of consoles because just just for a quick aside it's like i after this last gen which ran entirely too long um I I knew I was going to get into the next the, the what is now this current generation of consoles as quickly as possible. I knew I was going to get a PlayStation. The and in the back of my mind, I was still thinking that I would expand or uh redesign my PC build because last gen really because the tech was so outdated when it launched. The, the PC really was the preferred gaming platform in my mind, in my mind just from uh, experience, an experience perspective, you know, best frames, uh, best resolution, all that stuff. But then this current generation of consoles drops and the advent of the, I mean, I mean, the not the advent, but the launching of the latest graphics cards from NVIDIA and AMD and the ridiculousness of the prices of these GPUs. And then when it's time to look at the comparisons. I'm not seeing the kind of difference that was almost night and day from last gen here i'm not seeing it this gen and and we're seeing a lot of poor port conversions to pc and people that have dropped you know 1800 2000 dollars plus just on the gpu alone and they're having terrible experiences because of the quality of the ports that are coming to the PC platform. And I'm looking at these four to five hundred dollar closed boxes that we have access to now. And the difference between that them and big buck PC builds is negligible. I mean, negligible is probably the wrong word because I'm sure if you really, you know, stick a frame counter on your TV screen and, you know, you've got a PC that's, uh, you know, liquid cooled with two 4090s running, assuming you've got a game that has a decent port, um, you'll be able to... To, oh yeah, well I'm running this at 4K at 120 frames, and it's like yeah, but you know you dropped five grand, you know you could have bought a, a used Honda Civic from 1990 something for the cost of your PC. It's like I'm good on that, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I this this ad this generation has just really impressed me far more than I expected to, particularly the PlayStation 5. So for me, the piece the time is is really the greatest issue. Um it is not is it's not the platforms. I'm I am a console gamer for as long as I'm going to be playing games. I, I just don't s just see the technology And the benefits of these all in one boxes just meeting my needs best when it comes to when it's when it's time to play games. So. um, But the time (laughs) this is a time issue is the thing that is just zapping is just zapping that away.
1: All right. I can totally understand that. Uh, Joe, what about you? Um, I'm assuming it's your backlog. <laughs> just That was a joke. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, I could talk about my backlog, but it is what it is. I kind of collect is slash play games, and uh, it's a point to where I got a significant collection. I think I'm thinking different from both you and Kev uh, in that aspect because it just I just add and add and add, and I'm trying to do a little bit better job with... Uh, not grabbing so much if need be and not grabbing so much maybe at full price at the <laughs> launch of a particular game I don't want to sit there and say I need to support the publisher because they might not bring games of these types out if I don't support them I've gotta support myself you know so there's gonna be audiences for these type of games and uh, you know it's just I want to get a clearer path on what I want to play and get less FOMO involved and whatnot, you know. I want to be a a source of anxiety for me if I'm sitting here, I got 100 games on my backlog and I don't know what to start with first kind of situation, you know. I want to have a clear plan and kind of go from there. On that, you know, it seemed like I do buy things. Like, we talked about PSVR 2, like, "Ah, ah-ha-ha, Joe's never played his VR 2, you know, so on and so forth. And I will get to it when I feel like I'm in, like you said, like with collecting comics, Des, where, you know, I'm going to read them, but I'll read them when I'm in the mood to read them. On your time. Yep, on there. So at least I know I have it. Um, I know I'm going to enjoy it. I know the readers and listeners, in this case uh you know want to see what i think of it you know i do have a a little vacay coming up and so i'll definitely try to get some good good old time in with it uh coming up but that
1: um and especially for me it's it's a good reason for you to try you know your uh no man's sky you know with the vr because that's supposed to be super you know Super I might right
2: now. Get, I might get back into that. You know, yeah. uh, you know, the listeners of the show knows uh for a few months that was the only thing I was playing. So it seems like yeah. I find I find the lane and I stick in that lane. Yeah. And I'm I'm like you know I'm I'm like the eating I'm, good. I'm 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 eating the the chicken bone down to the marrow over here is just mm-hmm. nom, 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 all that stuff. But, uh, other things too, um, you know, gaming is like my number one hobby, but I, you know, they they talk about having a good work life balance, you know, as far as not taking your work home. And at the same time, I want to make sure that gaming is just not so damn encompassing for me because, a little bit different from both you and kev too i don't have a significant other i don't have a spouse i don't have parents anymore both my mom and dad passed away already i don't have any family here locally so it's like i could literally if i wanted to just spend the entire weekend just gaming the entire time i could probably do that and i need to work on doing other things i have to have a social life you know i want to be able to you know have a full Featured life, if need be, I just don't want to be work gaming and um sleeping on there, even though you know that's not too bad either, you know, maybe a day or two, you know, but uh, I got other hobbies, I like baseball, I got other things in my life, but uh, you know it's sometimes I need to you know maybe you know broaden my horizons, and so sometimes gaming is just like that, so I have a hard time with that as well uh, on there and then trying to focus, keep the focus on what I want to play on here. So that's pretty much it for me. I mean, the only other thing I could think too is, you know, not the Gips, you know, in my prior years, I was a lot obsessed with finding deals, looking for this, this, that, and the other thing. I still have those kind of tendencies, but at the same time, I don't really care as much. On there, I don't need to have a library with, uh, you know, <laughs> everything like, you know, like for Xbox, I don't collect for Xbox, I don't collect for other platforms, Switch, I think I commonly let Des know it's like I don't collect for Switch. I kind of drew that line because I didn't want to get all encompassed with trying to buy every game I wanted to try or play on the Switch physically. I want to buy and play them when I'm ready to actually enjoy them on there. I know you listeners probably scoff because that's probably how you kind of consume games. But I have to kind of draw, you know, make definitions of that. Otherwise I'll go crazy with like trying to collect every game I want to play versus just buying, buying things as on a need basis versus a want basis. <laughs> so so,
1: Which is understandable, you know, yeah. we have to, we have to draw limits someplace, you know, so yeah. nothing wrong with that, buddy. Nothing wrong with that. So, um, so like I said at the beginning of the main event, uh, if any of our discussions, you know, sparked uh, a comment that you would like to give us, please feel free to chime in on our Discord or send us a text, uh, our tweet. Sorry. Uh, so the question for our main event uh, on episode 205, which is not the next episode but the following episode, is, uh, what's your opinion on the rumored PlayStation handheld? This is a new PlayStation handheld that's supposed to be coming out. So, give us your opinions on that, you know. When is portable game uh when is portable gaming viable for you? Is it something you're going to use? Um and and do you uh have a need or like to play in other places such as like a coffee shop, on a on public transportation, um in your bedroom, you know, in, in your bathroom, on the throne. I think Joe loves to do that. That's why I never borrow his handheld game systems. Um, you know, you never know. Um, but yeah, uh, let us know <laughs> your thoughts and we will discuss it on episode <laughs> uh, 205. So, uh, so, yeah. And as always, you know what follows the main event is the Jabroni Gaming News. All
2: right. Thank you, Des. All right. You're welcome, For- Joe. First thing, as as the um, new main event question is alluding, there is a rumor from Insider Gaming regarding a new PlayStation handheld in development. It's codenamed the Q Light. Um, Q Light. Q Light. Yeah. Hmm. So, and hmm. they basically say state that Q Light is not a cloud streaming device, but instead uses Remote Play with the PlayStation Five. So a feature hmm. the. Um, Sony's been pushing these past a uh, few years, if need be. Um, they do have advertisements of course, from remote play to you play your p s five games you know, on your pc or on your mobile device uh, with a you know appropriate controller mechanism, play it on a tablet with touch control, so on and so forth. so. So uh, supporting adaptive streaming up to 1080p and 60 frames a second, the new device will require constant connectivity to the Internet. On here, as far as its physical features, early prototypes show that the console will look a lot like a PS5 controller with a massive 8-inch LCD Mm. touchscreen in the center. The device is going to support adaptive triggers for haptic feedback, and we'll include what you come to expect from a handheld uh, okay. volume buttons, speakers, and audio input jacks, so on and so forth. Okay,
1: so. quick question. So sure. it's gonna look like a Steam Deck?
2: Similar, yeah. It's gonna look like a Aww. controller with a. Um, That's what I
1: mean, like I get, I get the, I get the layout because yeah. I'm looking at a, looking at a, at a controller right now. It's just gonna be wider in the center.
2: Yep, you got it. Okay. So. Well, kind of I mean, so I, like, a I like Steam Deck. Yeah, yeah I like or... the
1: controller. Like, I like the way the PS5 controller feels in my hand. Now, having it pulled out and extended like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I mean, I don't think that that's quote unquote light, but um, well, we'll we'll see, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if I'm I don't know if I'm down for this.
2: I don't no, know if I'm down for it either, really. It just depends on what exactly it is. I mean, t- I start. I was listening to a few podcasts talking about it and kind of riffing off of it. And I mean, if it was a new actual like PlayStation handheld, like separate handheld, with separate games, if need be, um, I'd probably be down day one. Even though I don't know if there's enough room in their development budget to support both a VR2. a PS5 and also a new portable. Now, mm. um, also, too, they're kind of, you know, because this is all kind of esoteric, you know, kind of rumors and speculation. Now, if it was more like, say, a direct contact with the console versus using remote play, like maybe, you know, how the Wii U controller kind of connected with the Wii U console with the Wii U screen where it's that. You know, lag-free if need be. There might be a better need for it. You know, um, but that would basically mean that you only are able to play it. You know, within your household on there and having a separate screen if whatnot, You know, and obviously, I don't
1: know but, about all that.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of curious too. So some people were surmising, possibly, maybe this is a portabilization of the playstation 4 maybe so but Mm -hmm. doubt that but i mean to me it's like playstation 4 is old news you know who wants to put bring ps4 games on the go but you know that might be another thing to think about as well as far as what this thing actually might be but uh you know i'm not in the wheelhouse for this I don't have a need to have a constant internet connection to be able to play games on the go now if I'm able to you know take a, an actual session and actually have a you know easy you know lag free great connection like say if I want to play like Monster Hunter Rise on this device on the train or something you know and then, you know the train has crappy Internet to begin with, so and I don't think from previous iterations of me messing with remote play, I don't think it's gonna come off as a uh, uh, s- streamlined like experience for me at least. So, so I'm gonna have to take a wait and see on this, you know. So I, you know, I do have no need to say, oh, you know, Joe Bob or you know whoever else is in my household's like on the TV. I need to have a place to play, you know, where, you know, I have multiple people in my house. So and so I have no need as far as to have another place to play my PlayStation games. I could do remote play on my Steam Deck. And, you know, obviously I don't even play my Steam Deck proper, much less <laughs> mess with remote play on it for any of my consoles. So what you feeling, Des? No, no,
1: no, I don't need to play remote play on on anything other no i just don't need to do it like i get why they're doing it if they're going to do something like that i do not think i need to do it you know i just don't I'm gonna
2: have to take a look i'm curious of I mean,
1: course you're going to take a look i mean let's be honest you know i don't yeah. blame you for taking a look it's just
2: i'm surprised xbox hasn't done something with this especially with their surface tablets and whatnot this would be like maybe this is like kind of uh something in development to kind of head off to the past just in case so
1: maybe. I mean, it just seems kind of... I don't know. It just seems like they could be doing other things. Um, So, I mean...
2: Someone, someone was even summarizing or thinking maybe this is just maybe going to be like a place where you could actually play your PS5 games just at a lesser resolution, like maybe equivalent to a Series S and a Series X, meaning that they would come up with a PlayStation portable that you're able to go ahead and actually play your PS5 games in a lesser state, 1080p versus, you know, 4K and all that on the go. Uh, But if it was something where I'm able to play my games natively versus relying on remote play, it might be something I would think about. Imagine if you are able to still play all the games on your PS5 on this portable device on the go, maybe in a lesser fidelity and uh, scaled down as some sort, you know, so mm. that would become more of a viable thing to me versus relying on an internet connection. So.
1: so so basically it would be like a it'd be like a switch then. It'd be like a switch, yeah. Basically
2: okay. if, if they do it in that fashion, which to me would be kinda of more interesting, but I'd have to see how the games would be pared down to this device if they happen to go that route,
1: you know. Yeah, i want to see what it looks like, but I don't think it's something that I I need in my life, you know, and I just don't think like, hey, I gotta do this, you know, I gotta have it. And imagine you know, if just...
2: they have all the PS4 games also compatible with this thing and able to play on the go. I mean you can imagine yeah. all the games in the library that are able and it becomes like, oh, this is like more of a no brainer kind of thing. So
1: Yeah. Maybe. What are your thoughts, Kev?
0: Um uh, well a couple of things come to mind if this thing is and it's a streaming device remote play is streaming i don't know why they. oh it's not a streaming device it it, it it uses remote play remote play is streaming it's just streaming from the console instead of some you know server bank of of uh relays and switches in some data center somewhere that's that's literally all it is um Like I was saying, a couple things come to mind. This thing has got to be under a hundred bucks. It has to be roughly the same, cost the same amount of money as a DualSense controller, because if it's not going to have dedicated software of its own, and it's going to rely on the content that is provided on your console, and is running on an L C D screen, given it's eight inches, um L C D should be pretty cheap right now. And um uh, this thing this thing can't this thing has gotta be under a hundred bucks if 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 us and we're assuming this rumor is is correct. This could be a complete this this could be fan the, the like the Phantom console, you know. Yeah <laughs> people were talking big about that and it turned into a big nothing burger. Um so assuming that the rumor is correct, the price has got to be under a hundred bucks if there's going to be any type of adaption, because what it's going to be doing is basically fitting It's your phone or your tablet with a, what do they call them things? a a Jawbone, backbone, Backbone. jawbone, something like that. It's basically going to be doing that. And instead of using a device that that 99.9% of the people that would have any level of interest in using this already have, you really have to entice them with a very inexpensive price point for a product like this so if they if they launch this thing at 150 200 250 300 it's it's not going to fly at all um the other thing and this is more of um just a personal use case as opposed to how it's going to how i i think a device like this would fit in the market I don't, ha- I don't have a need for a portable device. It's. Yeah. I haven't had a need for a portable device for the past, at least the past f- five years. Um, my work schedule has changed. Just as an example, I used to get two 15-minute uh, breaks, a 30-minute break, and an hour lunch that schedule is no longer available to me. So um, I utilized that. In fact, that's how I finished Persona 4 Golden on the Vita, pretty much exclusively playing at work because I had the opportunity to do so. Um, My assignment now, I don't have access to that schedule anymore. So a a portable of any type, is even if this was a, like a dedicated portable unit like the PSP and the Vita were I still wouldn't get it because I have it just does not fit into my uh, my my gaming my 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 gaming sphere if that makes sense yeah um and second and, and my next point the games that I play on PS5 in my mind do not fit a portable a, a a portable scenario. Like I'm not going to be playing uh the expansion for uh uh Horizon Forbidden West and think, oh well, you know, I've got a doctor's appointment coming up. And I can spend the next 15 minutes playing that and make a little bit of progress. The games that I play on a a console don't fit that mode. Now, maybe I could say, Hey, I got, I got 15 minutes. I can do a, a couple of things in say river city girls 2. You know, maybe that could come into play, but for the majority of the games that I play on, on my console, I do not see myself playing them in a, on a portable and spending, putting in an hour, two hours plus in a portable, on a portable device. I'd rather have that experience on my on my on my on my on my, on my TV. It it just doesn't it just doesn't make a whole lot of of sense to to me in what I need from gaming right now. So uh, I guess in short, this thing's got to be cheap, like really, really cheap. And if, if it's going to have any kind of market success and be, you know, it's just gotta be, you know, for those in which a portable device is, would fit into their, their gaming sphere. I just don't think the console games really fit into that. Again, unless you're maybe talking about some indies or beat 'em ups like you know River City Girls Two or uh, the, the Streets of Rage Four or something like that. that. Those are the only things that come to mind for uh, for a portable for a portable unit that is not. that is not 100% dedicated, have its own games, have its own, um, its own, well, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, infrastructure, you know, I don't, it, it, For, and it's kind of hard for me to just, to, to, to really give an opinion on it because, Portable gaming is just so out of my use case scenario. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of in this in the boat with you guys in the I don't know sphere. If it comes out, if I'm in Best Buy and they have a, a an opportunity to to a, a demo unit available, I'll check it yeah. out. But I don't see myself getting this thing even if it's super cheap. Because I just have no use for it. That's what it boils down to for me.
1: Mm, Makes sense.
2: All right, good deal. Well, there is some other um, PlayStation news, actually, with um, new peripherals in the mix. And that is another rumor. So there is a new Sony patent. That was published last month that revealed that Sony might be aiming to take its haptic feedback features on the DualSense controller one step further. This was discovered by a user on Resetera that the patent allows the ability to emulate the controller's temperature to reflect gameplay moments. According to the patent, the new controller will replace the plastic used in a PlayStation controller with a new deformable elastic sensor gel-like material and controller compromising of a sensor using a laxicity, the deformable elastic member uh, the sensor Why? being configured to d- detect users contact with or deforming actions of the elastic member and input an electric signal based on the detected contact or deforming action says the patent so for example being in a hot environment would increase the temperature of the controller weather yeah. and uh, being in a cold environment would decrease it, so Yeah, I'm so kidding. Yeah. Would you want a temperature controlled controller?
1: No. I don't think that <laughs> I don't need that technology.
0: How about you, Kev? I think on his face it sounds interesting, but I'm thinking about Okay. So you have the Dorito bros that are gonna be chomping on their Doritos during their Call of right. Duty sessions, right? right. <laughs> and so you've got you've got this, you've got all this this Dorito dust on your fingertips, and you're gonna reach for a controller that has temperature that reacts to the temperature in your game. That is just going to have a massive effect on that Dorito dust that's already on your fingertips. So now you've turned something that would have just required, you know, a little 409 and a rag into something that is just going to make an even bigger mess, potentially. So I I don't know how you're going to scrub that Dorito dust off of off of of off of a gel. Control and and speaking of speaking of gel, all right. Now this this was I discovered this in my in my bag of random gaming related crap when I was uh, throwing some stuff out. I have a controller and I can't remember the name of the company that made it, but they had it was one of those gel controllers. It was for the PlayStation Three, and I. For whatever reason, as I recall, I thought it was a decent controller, and it gave me a good grip on 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 the control pad. And and uh, the 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 controller on the PS3 was a little bit smaller than I would have liked. I didn't think it was a bad controller, but it was a little bit smaller. This one's a little bit bigger, but it had these grippy gel-filled uh, handles on it. So I stick this thing I stuck this thing in a bag I don't know how many years ago and literally forgot about it and I come across it the gel and it wasn't gel filled so it's not like anything leaked but the I guess the chemical components of that gel through lack of use exposure to I don't know temperature changes in the closet that I was in I don't know but that gel felt like someone had just dumped Elmer's glue all over it and it picking it yeah. up picking it up and it was like it's like why is this thing literally sticking to my hand and just mm. out of curiosity just out of curiosity I went online and looked around the 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 way you get rid of it is that you have to uh paint the controller literally with fingered fingernail polish remover to get that funky gel off of, off of <laughs> the surface of the controller Curse. to make it usable again and i'm thinking to myself this no now now okay we're talking about a controller that came out i don't know what 10 12 maybe you know 13 years ago and technology has made significant leaps and bounds since then but physics is physics and how chemicals react to environments don't change i just don't see i don't know this 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 is something that I, that i really on the surface it sounds great if you can make that work the way the dual sense is now then okay great because if i get the dorito dust on my controller as it changes temperature if it's built the same way it is now i just get some 409 some windex and and wipe it down everything's good to go but now I have this deformable gel that you're talking about that's gonna change temperature. Not that I you not that I eat Dorito. god, like I haven't had a Dorito in I don't know how long. I'd recommend folks don't 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 eat that stuff. That that stuff burns like a propane torch when you put a match to it. Don't eat that crap. But uh if you're if you're going, you know, food stuff, whatever. And you're you're going to be holding a controller that's made out of some sort of deforming gel? I just see this thing as just being a big mess.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I have a HORI controller. In fact, HORI made plastic in their PS2, PS3 um, peripherals that um, have the same stickiness. On here, I had a Dragon Quest slime controller for the PS2 that I threw away because it was all basically deforming and
1: whatnot. Yeah, so, I, I have a couple of those too. So,
2: um, I was looking for solutions. I still have the uh, Hori controller here, Uh that I imported from Japan, and it's all sticky. And, uh, uh I think you're able to use like Goo Gone, I think, to be able to kind yeah. of take care of that, you
0: know. The, the, the um, solution I saw is used some fingernail polish remover. So that's I, acetone. It was, it's
2: like, come on, man. I don't want to put no acetone yeah, on anything. You, know, so. you have to smell that crap, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah so. I do still have the uh, HORI PS2 controller because I want to do something with it, and it's been a project that's it's been sitting around. In fact, I grabbed it. I'm tempted to throw my webcam on to show you guys, but you don't need to see my sticky controllers. So. No, you don't.
1: <laughs> Thank you, though. But no,
2: you, you see that. But, yeah, uh, I, to me, it's a patent. I don't just like with the portable device that Sony, it seems like their hardware engineers maybe are bored. <laughs> Who knows? You know, well, they're no, I think they're, here.
1: no, I think they're trying to say, like, how can we, you know, make the experience, you know, better? Um, people have been doing that for uh, for forever you know um, that's when theaters were doing it with like smell-o-vision and, and yeah. rumble vision it's like it's the same thing you know it's all about you know they're all chasing that um, you know making something feel um, what is it uh, not interactive making it feel Immersion. Like, immers- immersive yes Yeah. you know that's that's all they're trying to do I think some of the things are a bit silly so like now am I going to pay for it hell no you know is it, it, it would i be cool if it's part of if it's part of something sure you know but don't don't make me pay for something I, I don't want to pay for this crap no you know if you're gonna if you're gonna put in something to be like you know oh, look you know oh it's so cool huh Do you think that's cool you know then maybe but other than that no nah, i'm good
2: Yeah, I'd have to really see, for me at least, you know, because back in the day, remember, it's like, oh, they had to rumble, like the rumble pack on the N64 controller. Rumble packs, yeah. You know, and then having, you know, rumble on your controller, it's like, you know, you never thought, oh, why is this thing? They're thinking of the next rumble, basically, with this hot and cold business, so. Yeah,
1: that's all it is, you know, and if people like it, cool, to make more of it you know i i yeah. don't think we're going to like it i mean i'm sure so will not but you know whatever
2: people are kind of hit and miss even with the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers on the dual sense itself you know, you I'm know just just does like, that that become hand, annoying to you after a while does like
1: my hands are all sweaty anyway when i play games i don't need no help with that you know got it so i don't need no help with that thank you but no thank oh. you and, well,
0: Xbox, and most of these most of these things don't ever come to market anyway Someone is just surfing the patent, the patent listings.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: and they're saying, ooh, here's another patent. Ooh, here's another patent. Here, here's another, let, let's write an article about it. Most of this stuff is not going to is literally is not going to come to market. And it's not just for Sony. It's for any corporate entity that produces a physical product. Most of the stuff that they come up with does not make it but they want to protect their their intellectual property from other folks stealing it so yeah, that's why case. they list it just in case so you know i don't think folks need to worry about the dual sense going through this drastic you know change into some type of deformed gel goop that's going to melt in your hands and <laughs> you know <so laughs> you know, and and cover your cover your Do- dorito dust laden fingertips and make a huge mess where your where your gaming space is i i don't think that that's ever going to ever going to come to fruition um I'm but i i will say on the surface it does sound cool it does sound like it it does sound like something that i would be interested in if it weren't for the all the other things that go along with something like this that that make it not so cool that it's something that I would rather just avoid entirely so we'll see
2: we'll see well Microsoft has another uh, um, controller out uh, coming out this month in fact it'll be out probably literally, in in another week, uh, it's been created to celebrate Earth Day on here. so, and mm-hmm. what's what's the hook with this particular controller is called the Xbox Remix controller. so um, that basically the controller is made out of one third of it is made from regrinded and reclaimed materials on here. so so they basically it's made partially from old xbox one controller parts and cds so they basically took these old plastics that they had and they have grounded it down and used it as part of the controller it's going to blend various earth tone colors so it looks like you know basically there's a menage of like green and some off-put gray on here and different textures, earth tone colors, basically. And it features a side grip with topographical texture patterns and includes a rechargeable battery pack. This is a statement from the senior marketing manager at Xbox. It says, mixing post-consumer recycled resins with regrind consisting of previously molded colored parts creates custom earth tone colors with subtle variations, (laughs) swirling (laughs) markings, and texturing. Giving each Remix Special Edition controller its own look and feel so everyone's
0: unique. Why does this sound like the ad copy for Flip My House? (laughs) That's what this (laughs) is. Continue. I'm sorry.
2: Regrind is the process of mechanically recycling leftover Xbox One generation controller parts because we didn't sell, <laughs> we we made too many controller parts into a raw material that can be used to partially create new controllers while maintaining durability and performance. Post-consumer recycled resins are incorporated from reclaimed materials like automobile headlight covers, plastic water jugs, and CDs. So and this is all part of this controller's Mix as far as the materials that are being used on here. So for uh, eighty-four point ninety-nine, you could go ahead and pick up this <laughs> new controller <laughs> with a rechargeable battery. <laughs> so, so M- Microsoft does have an angle for everything. They do have <laughs> several editions of their controller, and this is the uh, Earth Day version of the Xbox Series controller. So. <laughs>
1: I mean it sounds nice you know thank you Microsoft I
2: guess Uh, everyone has a a different texture so each one is unique so like say if you happen to buy four of these because you're saving the the planet by uh, buying these recycled (laughs) controllers over here that uh, that you know I guess you're going to have to say okay that one that feels like a damn water jug uh, that's mine god
0: Okay, okay. This someone, okay, so they said they're using Xbox ground up, Xbox One controllers. Parts, yeah. Parts. Can you, can someone, could do a compare and contrast of an Xbox One controller and an Xbox Series controller? Because they look, there's no difference. There's some there,
2: subtle differences. There are some dude, subtle. Dude,
0: it's the same damn controller. I, I mean, it it is. I, I'm 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 not going to. <laughs> I am not going to uh, uh, do a do a uh, a digital foundry 400 percent increase analysis on those. 2 They're the same damn controller. If they weren't then why, why was one of the biggest selling points that, hey, you can use your Xbox One controller with your series controller? And, your literally, yeah. well, your yeah. system, and literally the only thing, the only difference between the two is that you've got a share button. It's the same damn thing.
2: The digital pad is a little bit different on the series controller. So it has that like kind of raised D-pad you know, on there. I think the Xbox One controller just had like a normal cross pad with no like uh, diagonals or anything. So it has like a raised rocker type.
0: And, and and a trip and a dollar and a dollar and ten cents to, Ali, to AliExpress, I can do the same damn thing. Pretty much, yeah. So no, it's the same controller. And this whole thing, you know, this whole Captain Planet uh I yeah, when when you guys can actually give me some games on Game Pass that I want to play, um then you can impress me with your 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 zero carbon footprint digital control controller pad made from CD cases and you know oh, bits uh, and bots. bits yeah. and bits and pieces of plastic. This is just yeah, I no, don't know it's, if it's if they had half as many new games available as they do con- different variations of this of the same damn controller from the Xbox One period. It would be impressive, but no this this is no and they want 85 bucks eve. 80. why is it that when all these companies come up with their save the earth uh products they always cost so much more than the standard edition why is that why is saving the earth so much more expensive as as oh. if you can actually save the earth, well, that's a whole other discussion for a whole other day but uh why why is all the uh captain planet these well, captain planet products so damned expensive?
1: He's our hero
0: <laughs> you know to take position down to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting bad guys that like to loot and plunder. Okay. Well, they looted and plundered all those (laughs) unused Xbox One controllers and gave you the same damn thing for $85. It
2: comes with with um, (laughs) a rechargeable battery battery pack. That's the reason why. So uh, I'll wait to see if it's on clearance at Walmart. Maybe I'll pick one up for
0: giggles. I can
1: see you doing that, Jim.
0: Wow. And Xbox used to be so cool, man. It it, it used to be—I don't know. This, this is just, this is just—from recycle controllers to dolls to fingernail polish to damn refrigerators to.
2: are you talk about the the controller
0: cozies, the uh, like, oh the, yeah, like oh, oh my gosh, yeah, the controller cozies. This, I don't know, my, the Xbox used to really be an impress. I mean, it's still an impressive kit. The Series X is an is an impressive machine, uh, function wise, but the the. But the, the It's the, the superfluous crap that surrounds it that just makes it so unappealing. You know, uh, I, I don't, don't know. know.
2: Uh, you know, if they're doing Earth Day Xbox controllers, what's next? The Black Sun Xbox controller? You know, we're going to have to. It'll, yeah, it'll be the. I, stu- I
0: still want my Dashiki colored Xbox. Yeah. They, they owe me that Dashiki colored Xbox. Yeah. Controller. I, I I want I'm you know with a with a picture of uh, of Malcolm X and and freaking uh, uh, on one side and Martin Luther King on in the middle and you know you can throw you can throw in uh, uh, whomever on, on the Mama. other side. Yeah. Malcolm Xbox. That's right. <laughs> Hey, that is actually some interesting marketing. Don't. Yeah, that's an idea. Don't. You know,
1: Stop it, Black Kevin. Don't.
0: Xbox Wax presents the Malcolm Xbox controller. <laughs> hmm. Game Pass by any means necessary. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, moving on here. Uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters have got a firm release date. So for Switch and PS4, it will both will be coming out on April 19th on here. They also clarified the fact that you are able to go and switch soundtracks and actual fonts on here. Um, it's one of the complaints about the PC... And mobile uh, ports of, of the prior releases of the Pixel Remasters is that they didn't really like the font. So, you know, of course, Steam users went in and changed the ability and added the ability for you to be able to you know put whatever font you wanted into the game That's if nice. needed. But uh, for you console players, you should be able to go ahead and choose between the standard font and a new Pixel-based font on here um, and um, you could also go and switch between the or- orchestral soundtracks made for the pixel remasters and original soundtracks from the actual games itself on here you'll also be able to turn off random encounters if you want or turn on the ability to boost experience up to four times to reduce the need for grinding if need be so on there so it sounds kind of cool aspects. So there is there is a limited physical edition uh, that's available via the Square Enix store on here. I believe it's like seventy five bucks on here, and also a two hundred and sixty dollars collector's edition that includes two vinyl records, a uh, art book, and an eight pixel art figure uh, character figures in window packaging on here, uh the physical edition of this game was very much controversial because it was on the Square Enix store only like a limited time before it sold out. Um I did happen to pre-order it when it became available, but they were they charged me $25 to ship a PS4 regular edition game. So <laughs> I'm the sucker, but I already paid for it. Joe so. <laughs> yep, and then PlayAsia happened to wind up uh, having it available in an Asian version. So, so if you, you do if you do want a physical edition, either on the Switch or on the PS4, definitely look at PlayAsia and look at other territories and have at it if need be on here. But uh, there's kind of some sour grapes too about this announcement because. The Pixel remasters happen not to get announced for the Xbox. So no! there's a nice article in Windows Central talking about this with maybe some aluminum foil on said head on here um, because these games from Final Fantasy 1 all the way up to Final Fantasy 6 are available for everything on the PlayStation, they're available on Steam, they're available on. Android devices, iPads, even on the Amazon Firestore. <laughs> they're available, but they're not available on Xbox. So according mm-hmm. to the article, um, they said, I've been hearing rumors that there's something functionally wrong with the relationship between Microsoft and Square Enix. Square Enix has only been offering Xbox a very limited selection of titles from its catalog, including titles like Final Fantasy Origins, Stranger's Paradise, and Deofield Chronicle, neither of which reviewed particularly spectacularly on here. Uh, Besides Octopath Traveler launching on Xbox into Games Pass, the sequel is nowhere to be found and is not coming out for the Xbox. Oh, darn. So, yeah. And besides it's only a timed exclusive on PlayStation, the Final Fantasy VII Remake has no signs of appearing on Xbox. So there's... You know, according to the article, clear that there's something has gone terribly wrong between Microsoft and Square Enix to the detriment oh, sure. of Xbox fans who enjoy Square Enix's titles. No uh, one, there is so. But uh, you know, uh, me putting taking the tinfoil off of my head about this being some sort of relationship, you know, like you know, like Square Enix is like going, like hitting on Xbox and whatnot. Traditionally, it ain't nobody. These titles don't sell well on Xbox. Japanese ports don't sell well. It tends to be that the only time these games ever come to Xbox is when they drop in the Games Pass because you're guaranteed that income. (laughs) Because otherwise, no one's going to be buying these day and date. You know, the fans of these games. And there's a small vocal minority that people that want to see these games day and date on Xbox. But that's not gonna pay the bills to port these games over <laughs> to that console i hate to say it you know you know hell i i do a podcast with um uh, players that prefer the xbox and talk about final fantasy final fantasy becomes those japanese games you know like oh my god you know <laughs> so mm. you know i don't know where else that people are going to get these games on their, their platform of choice. Obviously, you want to go ahead and, you know, anytime that there is a port coming over to Xbox, that's fine. Otherwise, maybe play it somewhere else, I would say. You know. <laughs> Any thoughts, you guys, on the whole uh, Xbox doesn't get these Japanese games and so on and so forth?
1: That's nah, true.
0: The reason they don't It's it's a two-syllable word, Game Pass. That's why they're not getting it. Square Enix knows that they're going to make a crap ton more money putting it on platforms where people actually have to pay for them. And Big Daddy Phil and Uncle Satya are not willing to match that amount of money to put these games onto their service that's what it boils down to. You think Square Enix has not run the numbers? Do you think Square Enix hasn't done the projections to see how, to to see how much these games are going to sell on the Switch, on the PlayStation, on mobile? You think they haven't done that? And you think they haven't told they haven't said, "Hey, you know, we'd like to put these put these on uh, on the Xbox, and uh, they're saying Phil and company are like, yeah, we kind of would rather have you guys put in, in Game Pass because you know, you know, our fan base really isn't conditioned to buy games anymore. Um, tell you what, I'm thinking of a figure, and I'm writing it down on this piece of paper, and they slide it on over. Phil slides it on over to Square Enix, and they're looking at that figure. And they're laughing because it—it's probably a number that wouldn't even make it worth the while to do the port. Yeah. That's why these games. It. it and I am I talking out of my 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 tuchus? Yes, I am because I'm not in these board meetings, and I am not uh, a part of these. Uh, uh, these big money making decisions that these companies are doing, but that has got to be the reason why these games are not coming to the Xbox because the Xbox fan base has an established pattern of not buying these types of games. And since game pass has become their way of their method of moving forward the amount of money that Phil is offering Square Enix to put these games as part of Game Pass, where it makes sense to Microsoft, Square is probably looking at that amount of money and just laughing because they know they'll make way more money on every other platform known to man than to give them it, to let them uh rake them over the coals with a paltry amount of money that they that they would have to accept to put it to to put this these games in game pass that's what it boils down to and that's not that's not fanboy that's not that's just logical thinking from someone who is not a part of this the the business side of the these business decisions. It's no big conspiracy. It's no no damaged relationship. It is business. Microsoft puts a number on, on and passes it to, to Square Enix and Square says, nah we good. That's literally what it boils down to.
2: Yeah, what happened recently, too, with Capcom is that they ported the Ace Attorney um, trilogy onto Xbox, and supposedly it sold so poorly on the Xbox platform that they are not bringing any further. Like Ghost Trick just got announced for an HD remaster from the same... Uh, developer uh, team within Capcom, you know, and they did not announce an Xbox version. I hope, you know, basically what I saw about it is sold not in the tens of thousands but under 10,000.
0: Oh, Hard say year. it ain't so digitally, say digitally. They say Nintendo it ain't physical,
2: so the physical version. This it's talking about just selling it digitally for full price. So,
0: Xbox gamers not buying Japanese games, say it ain't so. <laughs>
1: I told Joe.
2: <laughs> you know, that's why maybe Exo Primal coming day and date on Games Pass. They saw, oh, we already invested so much money into uh, making an Xbox version. I don't think this might sell on the Xbox. So, Game Pass day one, so all the other cheap, yeah. cheap. Cheap people out there that maybe have Games Pass and have other platforms can play the game, too, you know, because we talked about is that game worth 60 bucks? No,
0: it's not worth 60 yeah, bucks. Yeah, but so. Exo is a crap game. And yeah, ain't nobody going to buy that. I seriously doubt Exo Primal is going to chart digitally or physically anywhere. I would be really surprised if it did. So yes, it is the perfect type of game to throw into somebody's service. It'll wind up on PlayStation on a PlayStation Plus at some point.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: But that's a well, crap game. <laughs>
2: so Well, you know, we don't know cuz it's not out yet. You know, we only played the uh, the, the the beta, but I know. played
0: the beta, it ain't going to change significantly from the beta. Yeah. Sorry. It you know, nah. Well, I have one other news article about Xbox, so
2: might as well get this out and talk about it. Um So some people were upset uh, because you know one thing we talked about the Series S and X is that uh, people have found a way to run emulators on the Xbox. So. When this first kind of came to light, at least to market, the people were doing it to where you're able to pay $20 and put it into what they call developer mode on the Xbox and to be able to run like, you know, emulators like, uh, you know, for PlayStation and so on and so forth. Uh, And, uh, you know, they found actually a way, a backdoor to be able to put these actually on the to the download these off the actual Microsoft store in retail mode, not in developer mode on here. So, people have been enjoying playing games all the way up to PlayStation 2, um, GameCube, so on and so forth. So, but uh, they kind of went ahead and Microsoft closed this back door, unbeknownst to everyone that has been enjoying using their Xbox Series S or S. Uh, for, like, little retro boxes, basically, on here. And so some people were out of sort and wanting to tell Xbox how they truly feel about the situation on here. Granted, you are still able to go in and use developer mode and still run these emulators as is. But some people lost their save files because once they uh, kind of locked this thing up, um, it kind of closed off the files from being accessible on the Xbox. <laughs> so.
1: I mean, it's... So that's not how you're supposed to do it i know why, why are folks all in their feelings about this they're in their
2: feelings they're like you know sitting there on twitter basically um hash putting phil spencer's user handle in the business like he's really gonna make some sort of statement so because and they so think he's
1: jesus they're like no no say it ain't so phil you were supposed to be the one you're the chosen one phil <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: So there's been even some recent ports of the um, emulator for Xbox 360 Xenia onto the Xbox Series X and S, and they're emulating games that actually are in the Xbox Marketplace store (laughs) on there. But uh, there's also some rumors that uh, maybe Nintendo had an issue because they brought out Dolphin. Dolphin's a not common Wii and GameCube emulator on here but uh you know in the past Nintendo has taken action against you know um rom sites if need be not necessarily going after the um sites to actually do the emulators if need be so on here so but yeah there's just a little bit of back and forth and so a lot of sour grapes cuz people don't want to Uh, As it was going into of Forms and looking at, I don't want to switch to developer mode every time I want to use an emulator. I want to be able to play my Xbox and and still, you know, play some old games at the same time. Or some people were commenting that's the main reason why they were using their Xbox was to use it as an emulator box and not really, you know, looking to use the Xbox to play Xbox games, meaning that they were going to go and, Sell their Xbox Series X or S now that they can't play in retail mode for some reason or another. So, on here and you know I, I kind of took an interest in this. I started watching some YouTube videos. I was thinking about doing it. I actually got got onto the list to because you have to go through a process to get your email address, your login that you log in on to the Xbox on a what they call a whitelist on there for you to be able to download these emulators uh, properly. On there, and so I did get on the whitelist. I believe I downloaded it on the retail side on here. But if I'm truly interested in this, guess what? I'm gonna just throw my Xbox in developer mode and just run it through there. It's just people were griping because if you put in developer mode, sometimes it takes like five to ten minutes. Um once you put it into development mode to put it back into retail mode so you can play your games past titles or other Xbox titles on there so and I have PCs I could equally put emulators on my Steam Deck maybe I'll get some use out of it that way so I just found this whole thing kind of interesting you know all the outrage about you know obviously something that should have been, been into the Xbox itself so
0: so are there Switch emulators that you can run on this? I believe so, yeah. There you go. They don't want them Nintendo cease and desist letters? Yep. There you go. Mm. Yeah.
2: Right now, I mean, you could still run in developer mode. You have to pay 20 bucks for developer mode. But people are saying, well, what happens if they pull the ability off of developer mode? It's like, okay, for one, you're not an actual damn developer. So even though you're paying 20 bucks with this back door to be able to go and put in developer mode, who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, this was something that was not supposed to be. You're not supposed to be able to do that. They found it, fixed it. Oh, well, get you $20 back. Just jailbreak
0: your console.
2: Yeah, and talking about that too. Uh, Jailbreaker no
0: jail- console. If if this is literally all you're using your Series S or X to do, just jailbreak it.
1: No, Kev. No.
0: They haven't. <laughs>
2: they haven't come up with a method to jailbreak because the fact that the the the. Why find the back door when the front door's been open all along? You know, now that the front door is closed, they're gonna to have to find the back door. So Microsoft's gonna basically still get it in the in in the end in the back door. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, it's just gonna you know, see what what the reaction is to this because you know, there if there's a will, there's gonna be a way. I oh mean, yeah, hell,
0: somebody's know. probably got a jailbreak for these S series, just like every console that comes to market somebody's got the jailbreak thing for it. And if, if it really, you know, not that you just couldn't have gone on AliExpress and spent 10 bucks on, 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 on a pre-made, uh, uh, what do they call them things? Pi, like a raspberry right. pie that's got all that crap already installed, or you literally just plug in a, uh, your, your, uh, uh, just plug it into the back of your TV or monitor and just play and then download everything to a micro SD card and just play it that way. You can literally just do that for 10 bucks, 15 bucks, something like that. It'll take two uh, months for you to get it, but you know, the
2: pandemic really killed the raspberry Pi. Uh, they've gone up in price. So, you know, any of that, like, I don't know if you bought the ra- raspberry Pi from Nick or not, but, I did. uh, But, yeah, that thing goes for a lot more money now than what it did back when we bought ours. Yeah, so it's gone up in price considerably, so. Well,
0: killing me happy. I would assume that that's still cheaper than a $500 console. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. In fact, you could go go get a micro PC, basically. There's a bunch of cool micro PCs out there on there. And if you really want to, like, you know, buy a emulation device because check out there's numerous channels on YouTube, retro game core. Um, there's a bunch of other sources out there. You could play basically everything on anything you damn well please. So you know, so for Xbox fans or people that want to use the Xbox as an emulation box, I mean, because all this work
0: you has got been done. Product. <laughs>
1: well, no, <they> <laughs> and they, you they spend way job. too
0: much. You spent way too much money for it. You did. There there's there's cheaper ways to do I don't know, man. I, I there's there are cheaper options that aren't gonna cost you two hundred and fifty or five hundred dollars. They're not gonna require you to wait ten minutes for it to switch over to the mode that you needed to play it in. You c- it's there is stuff out there that you can literally just buy and plug and play. If this is what you want to do for a hell of a lot cheaper than a two hundred fifty to a five hundred dollar console. So the this, you know, as as much crap as I like to give Xbox, because I think and they honestly deserve it. They don't deserve this smoke. You bought the wrong product.
2: All right, and last but not least, just want to talk briefly. No Man's Sky did get a recent update, so it is called No Man's Sky Interceptor. You're able to go ahead and uh, take over a Sentinel sh- Interceptor starship, so you could actually do that. You don't they, take also... over
1: it. they give it to you, so that's a new. It's a new class. A oh really? Yeah, okay. that that's a sentinel based starship. And there are corrupted sentinels and there's uh now you can destroy freighters. Um it's actually pretty cool. Like I've watched some of the gameplay um for it and it's it's pretty it's pretty damn good. So uh what else? How's that jetpack? Uh, I was kind of curious about it, so uh I haven't played it yet. I haven't played it yet but the the jetpack a few more cosmetics so you got a cosmetic for your jetpack um one other thing there's a couple other things that you could do as well I can't remember oh so you get so you get corrupted um, materials now and you use those to get your corrupted ships so you can find corrupted ships um with, or or downed uh, sentinel ships and then you have to you can fix them and and all this other stuff but but yeah it 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 looks pretty cool um the when you get into the cockpit the whole cockpit looks or cockpit looked completely different than it used to so so you it really i don't know it is it just looks super um i don't know they, they just added a whole bunch of stuff to it they also added a bunch of stuff to uh the vr a portion of it so uh they did a, a bunch of upgrades upgrades for the visuals for the uh for the uh vr uh, so if you play your uh, no man's sky in vr like now's the time to kind of kind of play it because it it they really you know took the time i don't know this this
2: this yeah sounds like according yeah. to article that they added wrist interface controls and supported yeah. platforms and they said the xbox versions of no man's sky will get an improvement as well so yeah
1: because it know, is on but, Games Pass, so you know. Yeah, but they're not worried about that. <laughs> yeah. It seems like they're not worried about that because supposedly the uh, the uh, the hot fix or the um, the upgrade is out. So it might up, although it might only it might only be out for uh for PC. I don't know if it's out for Xbox or and game. I don't, I don't know if it's out for um. It's out for um, both Xbox, Switch,
2: PlayStation, and PC. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: So it's out now. Yeah. yeah. So definitely worth it if you haven't if you haven't played it yet. You know this is this game just keeps getting better and better. So it's uh, I'm really thinking about uh, going back in it and uh, checking out the new stuff. Uh, there's new types of planets that are uh, that are corrupted. Well, they're solar systems. So so you go to a different solar system and it'll say if it's been corrupted or something. So you can go to the system and you can land on these planets and you can look for it. It'll say like corrupted sentinels and then you can fight them. And they're, I don't know if they're more aggressive or whatnot, but I think a lot of the, like you have the normal sentinels and then you have the upgraded sentinels and they, they have a lot more, they can do a lot more damage. They can go into stealth mode. They can become invisible. So they've really gave them a, since they're their, uh primary antagonist uh, or villain in the in the game, they really gave them a um, an, an upgrade. So I think it's definitely uh, worth checking out. So so I'm thinking about going back into it actually.
2: It'd be ironic if uh, I, I get Sunbreak. Sunbreak comes out and I'm playing No Man's Sky now, and I'm like all back on that gravy train. So well. <laughs> don't play. Rise, Sunbreak at all? Nah, yeah.
1: I think you're gonna play Sunbreak. Like I don't yeah. think anyone's gonna gonna break that for a while. Although I do think, you know, because you're at, because you're at monster or master rank and you've pretty much beaten the game, um, I think now would be the time to put it to rest for a minute and play something else before Sunbreak comes out. So I think this is the perfect time, uh, to to go and play, uh, No Man's Sky. You know, while you're while you're getting um, prepared for sunbreak, so I, I, I honestly think this is the perfect time for it to come out. You know, it gives you something to switch to for a little while before you head back into um, Monster Hunter. So,
2: now I do have a little vacation coming up, and I probably need some stuff to play. I'm going to go back and play a few things, and so definitely want to play uh, Gen Zero with you. And there's other things on the docket. Mm-hmm. Want to check out as well So I want to play Journey to Savage Planet That's one thing I've been thinking about too so. Uh-huh. so We'll talk about that more on the playlist In upcoming episodes But that is it for me The Jabroni News is News desk is closed
0: All right All right So I'm I'm watching I'm looking at this uh, Interceptor There's gameplay Mm-hmm it does look pretty cool. Why yeah. does it look better than Starfield?
1: Oh, I don't know. Because it's probably been in development for, for just as long and they've actually like been making complete updates for it and actually putting like like love
0: into it, maybe. I don't know. I <laughs> uh, you know. It's I hate to be that, be, I hate be that guy, but you know, just looking at it from a visual standpoint, it's um I don't know. A little bit worried, <laughs> you yeah. well, we'll find out not more. That once, uh... Not that I'm going to play either one of these anyway. They're just not in my wheelhouse. But I'm just, just someone who is uh, on the outside looking in, interceptor. This interceptor update looks uh, a bit more interesting than anything I've seen from, uh, you know, Starfield. I'm just putting that out there. Just my own personal opinion Cool But anyway uh, Game nights Every Thursday 6pm Pacific 9pm Eastern Standard Time Uh, That's where we get together With our community We hang out and play games together And you don't necessarily have to be playing games Like in fact, you know, this past Thursday I was cooking <laughs> while, I, while in the chat uh, For a while Until I could uh, uh, Take care of uh, the cooking that I was doing And then was able to jump in A little bit later So you might be wondering Gee, uh, how, how, do I, how am I able to Jump in and play with you guys Well, if you dig what we're doing here On our show, then what you'll want to do is hit us up on Twitter at GamingVessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Hit our Twitter page, click the link to our Discord server, and voila, you're in. There is no Patreon to join. There is no waiting period. None of that nonsense. Just be a good person, and you'll be able to take part in all the shenanigans that goes on in our Discord server. We have, you know, up. News updates, questions, all gaming related and just people with varied opinions on the hobby of gaming and expressing those opinions without the personal attacks and a lot of the nonsense that goes on in much larger social media platforms. So definitely want to invite you to our Discord server if you would like to be a part of that. So with that said, and since we did not have any uh, responses for our main event, that's going to bring episode 203 to a close. And I want to thank you for thank our listeners for rocking out with us and uh, for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terra, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. That Gamer Step Daddy. And for Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief.
2: Yeah, yeah, min that love for your baby. <laughs> mm.
0: Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shonov71, aka Digadulamite.
2: Purple bling bling, yo.
0: And we'll be back next week, episode 204 for your ears. Peace!